I am flying north for the winter. <laughs> that statement alone is making me break out in hives because I am not a cold person. I grew up in Southern California. I'm an island girl. I was born on an island and maybe I can handle it outside at 60 degrees. But when it starts lowering under 50 degrees, then I start to get in a bad mood, anxious. I want to go home, get me out of here, put as many blankets on top of me as possible. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't like to do things in the cold weather. I don't even know how to explain it. But when I ski, for example, it's not as bad while you're skiing, right? Because you're going down those slopes and your your heart's racing and you're warm and then you stop and you're on the ski lift chairs and then you're complaining again and I shouldn't say you're complaining I'm complaining I realized as I got closer to middle age I'm like you know I skied I've been there I've done that I sledded with my children I did all the cool stuff with them in the snow now I can just not go anymore. <laughs> and if you want me to go, then you have to be okay with me staying in the lodge or in the spa or whatever while you guys go ski and have lots of fun. And I'll be here waiting for you in the lodge. In fact, I'll even be waiting for you at the rental home with a great dinner as long as I don't have to be out there in 20 degree weather skiing. So here it goes. I am flying north. I'm going to visit my brother in Montana for two days. And then we are flying to Minneapolis, my husband and I, to go to a Christmas party. So double jeopardy, two hella cold places. <laughs> but why am I talking about this? Because it's all related to traveling and why people with ADHD, especially me, we have problems with traveling and there's only one reason why, because we have to pack. So I'm going to talk about four things that makes traveling hard for people with ADHD and it's all pertains to packing. So the first thing is that packing requires us to plan ahead. Now, that's not one of our strengths, guys. We like to live spontaneously. In fact, even when we plan ahead, you know, there are a lot of times where we don't follow the plan. And I I don't even I can't even explain it. It's we like to we're always chasing dopamine, right? And if the part of the plan doesn't give you the dopamine that you want, then we often kind of stray away from that plan. And that is detrimental when it comes to planning because depending on where you're going to go, like me, I'm going to cold weather, which I'm going to hate. So I need to plan that because I don't want to get to this place. And not only do I hate being in the cold, but I don't have everything that I need. Now that requires planning. And that means that I should have started planning three days ago, <laughs> at least, right? But at the same time, I try to de-stress before any kind of overwhelming event, which is packing for something. And by doing that, I try to, you know, do some positive self-talk, like, don't worry, even if you forget something, you can always buy it when you get there, you know, all that stuff. You know, you can think of anything you want to say regarding that. But basically, I will say that like, okay, if I forget a sweater or a pair of socks or something like that, I can always borrow some from my sister-in-law 
or I can go to the Target or whatever shop is there and buy new socks. So that's not a big deal. But still, planning, for example, we're going to Minnesota because we're going to a, you know, an event. So I have to plan on what I'm going to wear on Saturday night. That requires planning, right? My brother lives in Montana where there's already deep snow on the ground, not super deep, but deep enough where you're going to need boots or you're going to need some kind of waterproof shoe or pants or something like that. That requires planning because what if you live somewhere where it's warm weather and you don't have any of that stuff? You got to make sure you're digging that out of your closet, out of your ski stuff, or you got to go buy some, or you got to go borrow some. Let me try to recommend something that might help. For me, I only have one day, but I did plan ahead of time where I did buy some down jackets that I needed to buy anyways because I needed to refresh my wardrobe. My wardrobe is from the 90s, (laughs) or at least the jackets seem like they're from the 90s, but they're not. But they are definitely over 10 years old. So I've already kind of had it in my head that I wanted to replace those. And so I bought a couple of new down jackets. Okay, so I have that. I dug my snow boots and these are kind of the stylish kind. These are not these big Sorels that are for definitely for hiking or whatever. It's not that. They're more stylish snow boots. I'm going to bring those. And then I look through my shoes that I have already. And actually, some of my Doc Martens are appropriate to bring to the snow. I'm not going to do any heavy walking in snow. It's just going to be from the car to the house or, the you know, that car to the restaurant or whatever we're going to do. Things like that I made plans for. I even planned for the fact that I'm going to need beanies because it's going to be cold. Do I need to cover my ears? Yes, because my ears get cold really fast. My daughter reminded me that I needed gloves. So what I do to remember all this stuff, because I do tend to forget, even though I have it in my mind, I write it down in several places, okay? Either my phone, I have a whiteboard in the kitchen where I can see it every day. And I also have a piece of, I have a notebook next to where I put my makeup on so that I have all these things in my head. I have a running reminder list that's always there. I never delete it. All I do is take the checks off so that they become new. The great thing about the Apple reminders is that even if you check them off, they're still there. So you can uncheck all of them and you still have that list. So I have this running list that's probably years old already so that I can check off everything and I don't forget anything. So that is a great thing to do for planning. It might be hard in the beginning when you're first creating that list, but once you got it there, you can continue and reuse that list. You can repurpose that list for any trip that you're taking. So it's awesome. Now, number two, packing requires a lot of decision making. And that's another thing that we kind of have issues with. Not only, you know, in everyday things of deciding what I'm talking about, like when you travel to an office party, right? A corporate party. I need to figure out what I'm going to wear during the event. And I haven't quite figured that out yet. So that means I have to go through my wardrobe and I have to try things on because it would be hell if I just packed something that I thought looked good. And then when I got there, I'm like, oh, this looks like crap. (laughs) And I only have two days there. So it's not like I have time to shop for something that's fancy. I, you know, yeah, maybe. Maybe I can grab a sweater from the gift shop or whatever for for non-fancy things, but for something that is an actual event, I do have to plan for what I'm going to wear. So as soon as I finish this recording, I'm going to go and try on all this stuff because it's literally 4 p.m. right now and my flight leaves tomorrow morning at 5.55 a.m. I'm going to be editing this on the airplane so that you guys get a smooth 
episode and it won't be me rambling about why I can't pack and why I hate it. So the decision making is a big deal. You can also alleviate some of the decision making by that reminder list that I was talking about earlier because you already made the decision prior to the day that you have to pack. So it really helps a lot. Trust me, I use this thing. I've been using it for years. It's the same list. In fact, I have a friend who also has ADHD and she had me send her that list too because she knows it's going to help her even though maybe there's some things that are unique to me but most of it is not unique it's all general you know items like sunglasses you know moisturizing lotion gloves whatever hats sunglasses you know and um, it it helped her a lot as well so that list is going to be your best friend for years to come so start on that list because that will help you with the decision making as well Number three. Oh, before I go to get to number three, maybe you can recruit someone to help you decide. Like I have a best friend where if I am going to an event that's fancy and I'm not like a fancy dresser or anything like that, I always put clothes on and I take pictures and I send it to her. And I'm like, how does this look? And she knows all my clothes. <laughs> so she'll be like, no, 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 you should wear the black patent leather shoes or whatever. And she'll tell me, and that helps with decision making as well, because I don't know about you, but if I trust somebody, I would love to transfer my duties of making decisions to that person because I know that'll help me. That's another thing that you could do is that you could recruit someone to help you decide on certain things. Number three, packing means that you have to be organized. And that's something that we struggle with. You know, we have, we live a life of contradictions, right? We want to be organized because we want to stay focused, yet we don't like to do the organizing. And this is only one of the contradictions that we have to go through as people with ADHD. But organizing is key for packing because if you can't organize what you're packing, not only will it not fit in your bag, <laughs> but you're going to be a wreck when you get to the place that you're going because you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what did I pack? because I just threw everything in here because I had decision-making problems. <laughs> so I just like overpacked it to the T. I have a few tips on, on organizing your bag. Some, you might know some of these and maybe some of you don't, but laying your clothes flat. I'm talking about like the least folding you can do. Just take your t-shirt and just lay it flat in your bag. That makes a lot of room. It doesn't take much room. Think about like laying pieces of paper down in a box opposed to folding them up and putting them in a box. Can you visualize that? How doing that takes more room when you fold it because it takes up air and all this. So it's the same with clothes. If you have one of those bags that have the handle kind of sticking inside the bag and it causes these like humps and ditches inside the bag, what I do is I roll clothes as well. So I'll take a pair of pants or two t-shirts and roll it and put them in the ditches. And as soon as I fill up all the ditches, now I have a flat surface and then I start laying things flat again. And then I put toiletries and things like that on top or I put them inside my shoes because I'm a, the type of person who likes to take all my toiletries out when I get to the hotel room. I don't technically need a bag, but if I do, it's, you know, it's easy enough to just throw them in Ziploc bags than to buy these fancy travel bags because sometimes these fancy travel bags are bulky. And so I would just throw them in Ziploc bags, the freezer type bags, because those are really strong. 
And also the TSA can see through them. So that's a, that's a plus right there. But I sometimes throw them in the bags and then put them in my shoe. Or I'll take my jewelry and put them in my shoe as well. Because not only are they safe in there, no one's going to look in your shoe for jewelry, but it also takes up that extra air, that room. So but those are a couple tips for you. So rolling clothes and laying them flat and using your shoes as storage is something that you should try if you haven't already. And the last thing, number four, you should pack ahead of time. I tell myself this all the time and I struggle, guys. I struggle because I tried this. I went to Italy um, a few years back and we stayed there for five weeks. And not only did I have to pack for myself, but I had to pack for my small children, (laughs) okay? You know, if you're a parent, You're not only packing clothes for these guys, you're packing medications, you're packing toys, you're packing snacks, you're packing, I don't know, you know, diapers, whatever it is, whatever age your kids are, you're always packing more than what you're packing for yourself, at least more types of items. And so doing this ahead of time and using that reminder list once again is going to be key. And going back to the story, five weeks in Italy, I tried to pack a week before. And the problem with that is that I forgot what I packed on day one. So I was digging in my bag throughout the week, just messing everything up. And it was, it it was craziness. Okay. It was like, why did I even try to pack seven days ahead if I'm going to keep digging in this bag for the next seven days, because it just ended up being messed up again and unorganized again. So I struggle with this. And if you can find a way to not struggle with this, that's going to be amazing. Okay. So I tried this for this trip. I put my suitcase out and this is a tip. I put my suitcase out in the hallway where I see it every day. And every time I ran into something in the house that I knew I needed to pack, I would just throw it in there. I wouldn't fold it yet, but it's all in there. So now at least when I go after this episode, when I go to the suitcase, there are already things in the suitcase. And all I need to do is say it out loud, organize, organize, because everything is already in there. (laughs) So when I say pack ahead of time, it doesn't mean like do all those first three things five days before your trip. It actually helps to at least put the suitcase out and start throwing stuff in there during the week, knowing that that's what you have to bring and then organizing the day before or the night before like I'm going to do tonight after this. (laughs) I mean, this is the most helpful thing that I did for myself because that whole seven day ahead packing for my five week trip ended up being a disaster. It was a disaster because it was three people I was packing for. It was me and my two sons. My daughter was old enough to pack for herself. So that was great. But it was just a disaster. And it keeps me up. Like I, I, packing normally takes me till four in the morning. I'm not exaggerating. In fact, all my kids, my husband's like, oh, please try not to, please try to sleep earlier than four in the morning. And today is going to be a challenge because my flight is at 5.55 a.m., Once again, I think I said this already, tomorrow morning. So it would be detrimental for me to stay up till 4 a.m. I might as well just go straight to the airport and not sleep. Whoever, you know, maybe the person who told you, hey, this is what you have to do to combat travel anxiety, packing before your trip, pack ahead of time. Oh yeah, that's easier said than done. Some of you guys can do it. Some of you are like me and can't do it. That's why I came up with this nifty idea of like, 
put the bag out in the hallway or in the middle of the living room or in the middle of your bathroom so that you see it every day and you can start throwing stuff in there. That is the best tip I can give you guys aside from that reminders list. Both of those things will help you with all the four things I just talked about. And the last thing I do is I take a supplement. You guys all know if you've been listening to me that I don't use ADHD medication. You know, I always wonder, I always wonder like, man, if I could just take medication, I could be like a normal person (laughs) and not have these executive function problems and things like that. But I am a big advocate of not putting chemicals in my body as much as possible. And so it would be against my whole like being to start to take medication for ADHD because I know there are other ways that I can help myself, whether it's creating systems and processes and taking supplements. And so the best supplements I've found are nootropics. And everyone knows who has been listening, who have been listening to me, that I take a brain supplement called Brain. And I liked it so much and it helped me focus so much after decades of not knowing that I had ADHD until I started taking this for another reason. I I took it for the energy and someone told me, oh, it helps with focus and clarity. But I never knew that it was going to help me with my actual ADHD because I didn't know I had ADHD. But when I started taking the supplement, I started realizing this change. I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I so focused? I'm I'm actually able to finish this business task that's taking me a week or so to do. And why? It must be this supplement. So then I started watching a bunch of things about what ails me mentally and cognitively. And I found out that, you know what? I need to go to an actual specialist, a doctor, to see if I have this thing called ADHD. And lo and behold, I do. And I have had it since childhood because with the doctor, I went through a lot of uh, Q&A with how my childhood went, what, you know, what things happened in my childhood, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. I can go on. Those of you who have ADHD and have been diagnosed know exactly what they went through. That's what I went through as well. And that's when I realized, wow, this supplement has really made a difference in my life. If you guys are interested in that, I'm going to put the link to my nootropic supplement, the one that I use in the description. So go ahead and click on that if you want to know more. Okie dokie. That is the end of the episode. I hope this helps. Wish me luck that I get packed in the next couple hours so I can get to bed at a decent time and my trip will be great. I want to leave you with this. No matter what happens, even if you forget something, even though you have to smash that suitcase down, remember the most important thing, that you're going to have a great time, that you're, you know, even if it's a business trip, you're going for a reason to get something accomplished, hopefully, hopefully it's not to put out a fire or anything like that. In my case, I'm going to visit family and I'm going to go to a Christmas event. So those two things are happy, happy things. And no matter what happens with my packing, I'm going to have an amazing time. And I'm going to tell my th- myself this. I'm going to give myself an affirmation when I wake up, you know, aside from the other affirmations I do, which I say, thank you, God, for giving me another day of life. Good job, Eileen, for making it to this next day of life. I'm so proud of you. And I am going to have an amazing flight and an amazing trip or vacation for the next four days. So if you guys are going on a trip, I hope you were able to pick up some of the tips that I mentioned here 
And I hope you have an amazing time as well. Please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast out with friends and family. If you enjoyed it, if you were entertained, or if you learned a bit more and are so inclined, please leave me a positive review, even if it's a one-liner. That would help me tremendously in keeping this podcast going, which means creating more valuable content through my stories and my guest stories that may help you with your story. Until the next time, please stay safe, stay well, and live abundantly. Have a great holiday and I will talk to you guys on my next episode. This is I, that ADHD chick, signing off.